From Sandwich Community TV, I'm Manx Techie Magyar, and this is Blindside. The entire audio interviews that I've cut to make my short form video documentaries. In the winter of 2017, myself and former Sandwich TV employee Payson Tickham spoke with Granola owner and founder Jason, talking about his granola product. Listen on for our conversation. Okay, yeah, so if you wanted to. Oh my god, I need a note now. I mean, just, you can, uh, I don't know, just record, say your name and name of the business, and I started out of that. But... Do I look into the camera? No, or do you as the interviewer? Yeah, yeah, me or Taiki or both. Sure, my name is Jason Warren. Um, the company we have is called Granola. Um, two words, G I R N H O L A, kind of a play on the word granola to say, um, you know, smile and a hello. Uh, so we have a little slogan called "Smile and Say Hello to a Great Day." Cool. And when, uh, how long have you been? I mean, I know you worked at you guys had a cafe beforehand, but how long have you been doing just the granola part of it? Just the granola. It's been about two years. Um, so the cafe we had for you know, three and a half years, I believe, and we made a version of our original granola there, and it was pretty popular then. So that's kind of what made us decide to uh, make something of it. That's cool. Yeah. And, um, and you guys are doing it as like a home kitchen and um, right out of the house and selling it, packaging it here too and everything? That's cool. Yeah, everything from, you know, mixing it up, baking it, sticking the labels on the bags, packaging, sealing them, um, delivering it myself. Nice. Um, having a home-based kitchen, kind of uh, the license limits you to where you can only, um, you know, you can only do it in Massachusetts and there are a couple other little limitations as far as, you know, how big you can get and how much you can do. So, um, our license is for wholesale, so I'm only allowed to sell to stores. So I can't, like, on my website, sell granola online to people or just, I can't just distribute it to other people. Right, okay. So no, like, Which is kind of strange in a way because... As a smaller home-based business, you'd think you'd be selling it to just people as opposed to selling it to larger stores. Yeah, that's but yeah, that's kind of how that's how they do it. So you can't, yeah, you can't be retail yourself. Exactly. Okay, cool. The only thing, um, the only time I can is at um, at farmers markets. But then, as well, what I have to do is I have to go and get a license for each particular town that I'm doing the market in. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like what. I mean, do you have any attachment to, is it granola itself that you really liked or is it, I mean, did you kind of just stumble upon it because like you said, people liked it and it's like, oh, we should run with this um, or I don't know, you know, how does like, how does granola fit in with, with your lifestyle? Or right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, in the beginning when we first started making the granola at the cafe, um, you know, I wasn't into granola at all. Um, I'm sure I had tried it, but um, you know, it wasn't a thing. I know a lot of people, are, you know, some people are really granola lovers. But, um, you know, I started eating it all the time from then. Um, at the cafe, we had customers, um, you know, all we did, we didn't sell it as a package. We had a parfait that was yogurt, granola, berries uh, that we sold. And then we constantly had people coming in wanting to buy containers of the product. So that's, um, you know, there were a couple of little things along the way that kind of got it in my head that, you know, maybe this is uh, something that we could make bigger um, because yeah. people keep asking for it. Um, there are a lot of summertime residents here on the Cape, uh, so we had a customer that lives in Minnesota, you know, ask us a couple times to ship it out to her, and she said she doesn't even like granola, but she loves this granola. That's cool. Um, you know, a few years ago when Adam Sandler was in town doing a movie, um, That's My Boy was the movie. Yeah, they changed oh, yeah, the title yeah. a couple times, but yeah, I think it turned out to be That's My Boy. Um, 
you know, after they had left, they had to ship muffins and granola out to them in oh, California. Right. Uh, so we thought that was, you know, really cool. So, yeah, that's what you, cool. you know, that's kind of what gave us the, the idea to go with it. Cool. So is it kind of run by you and your wife or is it more just independent? Um, yeah, I mean, mainly just me, you know, like, um, you know, my wife will help out with a couple of things if I have a delivery and she's heading to Yarmouth or Dennis, you know, she's happy to take a delivery or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do, you know, most of the stuff, you know, she'll say it's all me, but, um, you know, we kind of, you know, we work together and I like to give her some credit too. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I noticed you guys are, I, I think at least I saw the map, you guys are all the way up in Boston too. Like what's the, or is that right? Um, <clears throat> We have a store that, um, Quincy, yeah, uh, okay. just outside of Boston, but, um, you know, they're not, you know, there are some stores that are not very, you know, active with it. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> as over the past couple of months, we've actually been um, in the process of purchasing another, a different business, not related to food. Um, so I've kind of been, I haven't been full force with the granola <laughs> project itself. Um, just kind of maintaining the local stores yeah. and uh, keeping up with the ones that, um, you know, that ask and say they need it which is mainly a lot of the Cape stores. Yeah. Um, but as far as off Cape, there's um, the Fruit Center in Milton. That's probably the closest one to Boston. Cool. So there's the Fruit Center in Milton. They have another store in Hingham. Um, those stores do pretty good. And then the market at Pine Hills in Plymouth. Yeah. Uh, they do pretty well. And um, you know there are a couple others off Cape. There's a chain of stores called Trukies. Um, we have it in one of their stores in Taunton. Um, but aside from that, you know the majority of it comes from the Cape. Um, you know, people like to see it's made on Cape Cod. And yeah. How do you come up with your flavors? Like, what, you had the original, which was a cranberry nut one, right? Or... Yes, uh, original maple cranberry. Um, you're welcome to open it up and give it a try if you'd like. Cool, um, yeah. I mean, definitely, we might actually just keep, do you mind if we take one with us, actually? Um, no, not at all. We'll, Unfortunately, we'll... I don't have any of the large ones of the no. original because I just sent them out. But yeah, I might have one or two more of the little ones. And yeah, cool. you're absolutely welcome to take them. Yeah, we, we probably as far as the flavors, yeah. um, I just kind of wanted to, I wanted to do something different than what's currently out there. Um, you know, there, you know, apple pie is kind of a, you know, it's a popular flavor, but there weren't, weren't really any other granolas out there doing it. Yeah. You know, I see one or two maybe now, um, but you know, that was something different. The cocoa nutty. Um, I thought it would be cool. It's kind of our take on an almond joy, like candy bar. So it has almonds, chocolate, coconut. And, um, you know, another one that I thought, you know, would be unique, and you don't see it out there, is peanut butter and jelly. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a crunch. I like your um, kids into it, too, which is cool. Yeah, kids like it. Uh, my wife loves that flavor, and a lot of people do, but um, I'm not into peanut butter and jelly. I, I never was, and I think it maybe goes back to being a kid where, um, you know, some kids really love peanut butter and jelly and grew up on it. I think as a kid, I was like, you know, I couldn't wait to stop having peanut butter and jellies and move on to, uh, you know, to better things, I guess. Um, so yeah, that was a cool one that nobody was doing, and you know, I just kind of, um, that's how I do it. You know? How about the how about the cookie mix? Like, how did you, in in terms of like your product development, you know, did you how did you come up with the recipe? Let's say for did you just start making different kinds of oatmeal cookies and then infusing some of your own granola? And what was um, that? I didn't really start you know making different ones. Yeah. I mean, I kind of I browsed online different yeah. like oatmeal type cookie recipes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, based on, you know, 
quantities, you know, in those recipes is sort of how I came up with right, it. Right. Um, you know, you'll see like one recipe might have, you know, like half flour or half oats, you know, a certain amount of white sugar, brown sugar, or whatever. So I kind of just, um, you know, looked at several recipes and got a general idea of the ratios of ingredients. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of, you know, took it on my own from there. You know, I basically wanted the, the so the two cookie mixes we have um, are based on two of the granola flavors. Mm -hmm. So this one's based on the original. So it has the craisins, cashews, almonds, coconut, you know, the oats. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to make them, you know, the granola right. based type cookies. That's cool too. So you literally, can you, um, can you dump this in a bowl and, uh, and just add water or whatever you need to, to it? it looks yeah. Like I mean, that, that's another, that's, that's cool. um, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's another one of the main things when coming up with the recipe is, um, I wanted to make it simple for someone to take home and make. Yeah. You know, because the cookies I'm used to making is, um, you know, there's a lot involved. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as eggs, melting butter, um, you know, different, you know, mixing scenarios. Like I have this chocolate chip cook re uh, cookie recipe that involves um, mixing it for three minutes, letting it rest for three minutes, mixing it for three minutes. Um, and prior to that part of the process is um, taking the butter and cooking it into a pan so you brown the butter so you get a kind of nutty flavor. Yeah. Um, so those in-depth recipes are kind of things that I, I'm into, but I really needed to simplify this one. Um, so all it is is you add some oil, one egg, and a little vanilla extract. You know, you can That's skip awesome. the vanilla if you don't have it, but yeah, one egg and some oil, mix it up and you're good to go. That's right. That's great. You know, and this will make about um, two dozen. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah, so you know, that's the main, you know, that's the main thing with kind of cookie mixes is you want to make it as simple as possible for the home user. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's better than like box cookie too. I mean, it's just like more hearty and yeah. Yeah, yeah. more natural. Mm -hmm. um, how do you get, how do you test out the flavors? Are you just running through different flavors and going through it like this works, this doesn't? How, how does your process kind of work in that aspect? As far as the granola flavors? Yeah, the cookie the mix granola, or all, I guess um, the granola flavors, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, usually, um, you know, I don't do a ton of test batches. Um, you know, I'll make a couple, you know, small batches, and I really haven't had one that, you know, someone said this is terrible. So yeah. it's kind of, um, it's been a pretty simple process. You know, some people do hundreds and hundreds of recipes to kind of narrow it down, but, you know, I didn't really need to take it that far, I guess. Um, yeah, it's cool. You know, I kind of, you know, I start with the, you know, the oats is kind of a base amount that I use and, you know, the whatever sweetener um, and the main changes for the different flavors are kind of the, you know, if there's any spices and the, you know, different types of nuts that go into it. Mm -hmm. So it's all, you know, it's all kind of a similar, not necessarily a similar base, but, you know, things are there in similar quantities. Um, right, kind of substituting different flavors. Exactly. What works. Yeah. So mainly just, you know, doing different substitutions with nuts and flavors and things like that is how I come up with the next ones. Can you talk about the ingredients, like kind of where you get your actual raw ingredients from? Sure. Um, Do you get it from places around Cape or? They're, you know, I mean, they're not, you know, local ingredients. And I'd say, you know, like nuts and oats and things like that, you're not going to get local anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, initially, a lot of the stuff um, I was able to find at BJ's. Um, but the majority now is um, there's an online company that I get a lot of the nuts from. Um, they ship them directly here. And a couple of the things like the, um, the organic oats and organic coconut, um, there's a store called uh, Earth Origins. Used to, used to be Cape Cod Natural Foods. That's in Centerville. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll call them and order, you know, a couple of 50-pound bags of oats and the, the coconut. Yeah. And uh, they'll 
order it for me and I'll just go in and pick it up. That's cool. Yeah, that's really nice. How so, about, you know, that took a little time over the years kind of, um, you know, trying to find the right people that have quality products and at the same time, you know, affordable stuff. Right. Yeah, absolutely. How about the transition from going from the cafe to working now as like your own? I mean, it's kind of funny, the cafe, people are coming to you and now it's kind of the opposite of you. Do you typically reach out to stores and call them or how did that process work? Um, yeah, definitely. Initially, um, you know, as I mentioned in the past couple of months, I haven't been as active. But, um, yeah, I mean, I found the way to get into the stores um, was to just go right in there and bring them samples. Um, that seemed to be the only way that worked, and we were able to grow, um, you know, our list of stores pretty rapidly by doing that. You know, just calling them up or shooting them an email um, didn't really get me anywhere. I had to physically go to the store, you know, track down the owner, the manager, give them samples of the product, and um, keep following up. Yeah. You know, some places it took me, you know, following up you know, seven, eight times before I was able to get in there. Jeez, nice. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Anything else? Uh, how about any sort of, like, future? You said you're doing some other business stuff, but for the granola, are you planning to expand as far as employee-wise or, like, product line? Do you have any future plans for it? Um, I'd certainly like to. Um, I'm not sure which direction I'm going to take it right now or what the next step. Um, what I've kind of been doing, um, you know, during the past, you know, six months or so has been looking at um, either a commercial location or finding a possible co-packer, which is a company that could make the product for us. Mm -hmm. um, Your recipe with the... Exactly. Um, and there really aren't many options here on the Cape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to stay here. Um, and you know, I don't want to do a ton of traveling. There is another company that I was working with for a little while in Framingham that makes bagels. And I went up there and you know, kind of did a test batch and, uh, in their kitchen. But um, I think with the travel time, it's just going to be difficult. And as far as, um, you know, it's kind of, the business isn't you know, really profitable right now. So for me to jump into like paying rent to someone or you know, a lot of the co-packers that are out there, you know, there's a couple like New Hampshire, Vermont, um, you know, one I contacted was like, you need to have a minimum of like uh, 25,000 pounds a month or something like that. So um, a lot of them have really large minimums, um, which makes it difficult. So, um, you know, I'm going to keep looking for the best option to, you know, to grow it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what's going to, right. what's going to get me there. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not going to give up on it. I'd certainly, you know, I'd love to make it a product that is a, you know, available nationwide. Um, you know, but as well, what's important is, you know, keeping the, you know, the right quality and not having to, you know, put any fillers into it or anything like that. Right. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what makes our granola a little bit on the more expensive side versus some of the other uh, brands out there. But, um, you know, I don't want to have to lower the quality or lower the, you know, we put a lot of nuts in it, which is the most expensive part. You know, I don't want it to take some out um, because, you know, that kind of brings it down to the level of some of the ones that are already out there. And the main thing about ours, I think, that um, makes it great is the amount of nuts we use. Um, yeah, I mean, just finding the right path to, to grow it is, you know, what I'm going to continue looking at. Um, yeah, that must be hard, trying to just, you like, know, get to manage profits and, like, budget with just still keeping the quality. Yeah. That line. You know, what I thought we were close to getting into uh, Whole Foods in Hyannis, 
Um, I was working with uh, a woman there, and they were interested in our cookie mixes. Yeah. They weren't going to do the granola because they have so many granolas and they weren't accepting anymore at the moment. Um, so, you know, I did all their paperwork, got the right insurance, and, you know, did a whole bunch of stuff that they requested. And then what happened is at the end of the, um, I don't know if it was the end of the year, or, you know, there was a certain date that they changed their regulations to where they, um, they need to have um, an independent auditor come out and audit your kitchen or audit your commercial facility. Um, and the issue was is that they don't audit home kitchens. So, so that kind of blocked me there. And that just cut you completely out of it. Yeah, I mean, until I can, you know, until I can have it made elsewhere, if, you know, get another commercial location to make it myself elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so there's certainly, um, there's certainly opportunity out there. I just need to find the most, you know, the feasible way where I can afford to kind of do something to grow it. Unfortunately, I can't find enough information regarding the granola product and whether it's still being produced or not. So, maybe if you're lucky, you can go poke around some local stores and find yourself some delicious granola, hand-batched on Cape Cod. Blindside is a sandwich community TV podcast. Subscribe to us on your favorite platform or visit us directly at www.sandwichcommunitytv.org so you can stay up to date with all the newest content. Thanks for listening.